Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Getting you inside the cards. Inside corner, and he struck him out. That's strikeout number 1,000 at Bush Stadium for Adam Wainwright. It's Redbirds pitcher Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. Third time through the lineup, he strikes out seven, and he strikes out the side in the seventh inning. Presented by Chick-fil-A. Earn points on your next mobile order with the Chick-fil-A app. Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker with you, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and Adam Wainwright is standing by for Wednesdays with Wayno. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Everything's good. I loved your tweet last night. Vladdy pumped you up, uh, and you're ready to wrap it up at home tomorrow. Man, that was a huge win on the road against a very tough team. Down 2-1 after the first period, and you're thinking... And it's going to be tough. They they got home ice, and then all of a sudden you watch them just come back out of nowhere, just tie it up, and then man, they just really pulled away there. Couple of couple of incredible goals by Vladdy in a row that that uh, that really iced it. And uh, that you know that the weirdest thing, and that you know I've I'll be the first to admit I've never like I wasn't a hockey guy until coming to St. Louis, so I I really don't understand this, but. You know, you're up two goals, and everyone's like, all right, we're up two goals. That's great. And then you go up three goals, and everybody's like, oh, no, we're up three goals. The worst lead in hockey. And I'm like, man, give me the biggest lead possible. I don't know what you're talking about. I'd better, I'd rather be up three runs than two runs in baseball, I can tell you that. But uh, apparently in hockey, you know, three runs is like the kiss of death. Three, three, uh, three goals, I mean. So, we know you like me, you probably succeeded in logic class in high school. Just seems logical, right? Kyle McClellan used to try to explain this to me back in the day. You know, the three-goal rule. He's like, no, it, he goes, it never fails. You get up three, and then all of a sudden they score four. It never fails. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I mean, don't put that jinx on people, man. Up three is a good place to be. I like it, but I'm sure there's tons of hockey fans listening right now like he doesn't know what he's talking about it's 3-1 lead you're never safe Wayno. well you mentioned you weren't really a hockey guy until you came to st louis if you were a hockey player what position do you think you'd play they say there's a lot of similarities between pitchers and goalies is that a position you'd ever consider no because well a couple reasons um i would much rather shoot balls or shoot pucks at 100 plus miles an hour (laughs) than get them thin at my face for one um, two, they say that the the, uh, the well. Th- I'll give you three reasons. <laughs> two, they say that the, the goalie really needs to be like maybe the best skater on the ice, um, just to be able to have the agility to move around. And then the three, you have to be super hyper flexible. And uh, I'm a horrible skater. I don't like things getting sent 100 miles an hour at my face. And uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm you know. 
I'm not flexible. So that's three for three. Yeah. We know <laughs> all three of those. One of your mentors when you came to Major League Baseball was Chris Carpenter, obviously, who played a lot of hockey, would would skate with the blues, practice with the blues. From a hockey perspective, you you, you connect carp and hockey and you, you get it, right? He he just fits the mold of the the big mean slashing hockey player. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a hockey guy, man. That guy's he was as he was as tough and mean as a snake if he wanted to be. You know, he just uh, that's why you wanted him out there on the mound because he was looking. He would stare at holes through guys, and he just knew he was he wanted to win more than you. But he was you know physical, and he was just about ready to fight at all times. He he got us in about three fights a year. I'm convinced. <laughs> but um, just the ultimate competitor, and and hockey guys are just tough, man. You know, you that commercial I saw a commercial the other day with was Ryan O'Reilly, and then he just popped his tooth out real quick. And I'm like, I wonder how many of these guys actually have all their teeth. And the, the answer is probably not many of them. I'm glad they're wearing face masks, though, some of them. Yeah. You know, I know some of these guys are grandfathered into not wearing the face masks, but I wish uh, – I'm glad that they, they, they got the other ones wearing them because that's just – just makes a whole lot of sense. Brad Thompson talks about how he did not speak to Chris Carpenter for his first two years in the majors because he was so intimidated. And then finally, Brad was holding court with a couple of guys, and Carp leaned in one time in spring training and said, I didn't know you were funny. And BT said, well, that's because I've never talked to you because I'm intimidated. Did you find him or any other teammate intimidating? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. Carp was, Carp was the most intimidating player uh, that I've ever played with. There's no question about it. You know, Albert would walk by and and uh, and you, you kind of straighten up a little bit, you know, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do or whatever, and and uh, you know, then carry on conversation. Hey, Albert, how you doing? Whatever, and, you know. He'd say, Hey, guys, how you doing? And then it was great, you know. And then and then Carp would walk by and not say anything, and and he'd kind of look over at you with this scowl, and you'd go, Oh crap, I got to be doing something. I'm gonna go uh, do my shoulder exercises. I'm gonna go run sprints around the field. I'm gonna go, you know, pick up trash. I'm gonna go do something. You could, you better not just be sitting in your chair doing nothing when he walked by. He was gonna let you know about it. Then he didn't have to say a word to let you know about it either. He would just look at you, and he'd be like covered in sweat from just grinding it out in the weight room or whatever. And uh, and and you'd be like, okay, well, he is harder. He's working harder than me, and I need to do something. And then he would just kind of like, by example, walk away like, huh, look at these guys, bunch of slackers. And like, oh crap, I gotta go. Uh, Adam, it sounds like a, a similar experience that I have with Randy every day. He just gives me that look. He's sweating, grinding out, writing questions for you. I understand your pain. Yeah, I know Randy's a real hard one. You know, he's a real. <laughs> He's a real meanie to, to work with. Hey, you want to send a shout-out to my buddy Matt Holiday, who's tuned in right now listening. Oh, shout-out to Matt Holiday. Yeah, I just got a text from him saying he's listening in. He sent me a a, uh, a snapshot of his son Jackson's season this year. Have you seen this guy's stats? I have not. He, he played in 40 games. He hit 685. He hit 17 home runs, a bunch of triples, a <laughs> bunch of doubles. Played the unbelievable defense. Had seventy something RBIs, wow. I think, in forty games. Seventy nine RBIs, maybe. And uh, he's probably going to be a maybe the number one overall pick in the in the draft this year. Top five, maybe for sure. But maybe number one overall. Isn't that cool? And his son Ethan is a freshman, and he hit three eighty with ten bombs as a freshman. That's great. <laughs> you know, uh, That's unbelievable. Yeah, Adam. When uh, Andy Bennis got drafted, Andy Bennis went to uh, to Evansville. And he, he just loved the Cardinals growing up, and he wanted to be a Cardinal. And as soon as he got a chance to be a free agent, he came here. I have to hope that 
the youngsters of players that played here and love it so much, like Jackson Holiday, are, are going to get into baseball and say, you know what, eventually I want to wind up in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, they will. I mean, that's, you know, that's, I think when you grow up watching and loving the Cardinals, but even if you grow up watching the Cardinals from afar, kind of, you understand what kind of organization this is. And this is someplace you want to be. And, and uh, I think we've gotten really, really back to that now where players look around the league, they go, hey, we want to go and play in St. Louis. You know, that was, and that was the thing when I was first coming up, everybody wanted to come to St. Louis. You know, and then and then uh, we won a bunch of games, you know, in a row, and it was kind of like, ah, I don't want to go play in St. Louis because those guys, we don't like those guys, and that means that when you don't, when nobody likes you a lot, that means you win a lot, and so that's a good thing. Um, and then uh, and then we had a couple of years where we had to get some things straightened out. We did it, and now we're back. And 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 what we're hearing, and the players let you know, right? The players that sign in go, man, I always want to be there, you know, and that is such a a cool thing to hear. Means you're you know you're you're keeping a legacy alive that's been around for a long long time. You know, if when I got out of this game, if I left the Cardinals and then people were like, "Man, I hope I never play for the Cardinals," then I would have completely missed it doing my job of passing on this great tradition that I've been given. Yeah, you've done a magnificent job of that. Hey, one more thing with Matt listening. He told the story last week on the Fast Lane of when he got hit by Clayton Kershaw and got bruised, <laughs> and you guys sent him sent Kershaw a picture. Can you give us that story from the Adam Wainwright perspective? <laughs> yeah. I think I was the one who took the picture, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I think it was a little bit of retaliation. Um, you know, we had hit a couple of guys in a row, and and you know, when you're when you're on the team and you're the big dog in the middle of the lineup, and your guys have and your pitchers have been hitting the other team, you know, you know that that's come back to you. You know, at some point, and, and there's a lot of people out there going, "Oh, here goes those unwritten rules again." But the thing about it is you, you got to do it every now and then just to protect your guys and just to let the other side know, hey, listen, if you're coming up there or you're coming inside and you keep hitting us, we're going to take, take a shot at one of your guys. And it's, and it's, a, it's a really – it is a healthy thing, honestly. You don't, as long as you don't do it up high, you know, you take somebody in the, in the booty cheeks or something. Um, but, but Clayton – Clay, you know, Clayton's such a stud. I love this guy. I've loved competing against him for a long, long time. And, and uh, he's one of the best competitors the game's ever known. He's a Hall of Famer for sure. He's that super annoying guy that no matter what year it is, I can look up at the leaderboard and he's on there for something. <laughs> um, but he was uh, he was great about it. You know, he he knew he had to do it. He knew he had to get mad. And he, he left this giant. I mean, he squared him up. <laughs> and Matt Matt knew he had to wear it, you know, and went to first and, Clayton knew he had to make Matt wear it, and Matt, Matt and Clayton and I were all good friends or whatever. And so after the game, I sent him a pitch, sent Clayton the picture. And uh, and Clayton was like, I know, man, I'm sorry, dude. I <laughs> had to do it. I apologize, you know. <laughs> like Matt was like, yeah, no, you just got me good. What else? You got me good. <laughs> Adam Wainwright joining us here on 101 ESPN. That was a great story, Adam. After we spoke to you last week, I think it was right at the day maybe after we spoke to you last week, you have to go on the IL because of a positive COVID test. I know that you tweeted about it, that you were feeling good, but we haven't had the opportunity to speak with you since then. But take us through that process and how you're feeling now. <laughs> uh, you know, what? it's just such a frustrating time. Sometimes we live in, you're going, man, you know, if I had the flu, in a 104-degree temperature, I could go in there and play baseball, no no problem, just take some Theraflu or whatever. Hey, yeah, go get them. 
but I have this thing called COVID. And, uh, and, and, you know, you gotta be pay, you gotta be careful to, to be sensitive to a lot of people because everybody reacts differently to it. And there's been a lot of really bad cases around the world. I know that and I've, we know people, you know, my, my daughter's best friend, um, mom, uh, her mom died of COVID. So, I mean, I know how, you know, there's, I know that it affects people in different ways, but I don't have a single symptom. I mean, not even a sniffle and, uh, just waiting to get these these tests cleared. And, and so I had it in, in January at the very end of January and I did get sick for, for three days. I was, I was pretty laid up and, uh, had a big, uh, had, had a good fever, had, you know, the, the hot cold flashes for three days in a row, or I felt like as soon as I moved, I would sweat bullets. And then as, as soon as I stayed still, I'd freeze, you know, my tail off and then didn't want to eat anything. And, and just completely zapped for two days after that, where I couldn't get off out off the bed like for more than about a minute before i felt like i was going to pass out after five days i was pretty good now i still can't smell anything if you can believe that from three months ago wow um but uh you know this time you know whether it's just because i have the antibodies in me now or or if there's a chance that i don't even have what you know it is and it's called viral shedding and you're getting you know rid of kind of the all the stuff that you had in you already we don't really know. And these tests, I'll just be honest, these tests stink. You know, they they stink. I, I have not had one symptom, um, but I'm working on it. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to, to keep my game going so that as soon as I get two positive or two negative tests in a row, I can come back. The problem is I've had, uh, I've had three or four negative tests, but I've had three or four positive tests too, you know, and they, every other one. So um, the negative tests got to come home. And they reversed those results, and they said, "Well, eh, that might have been positive." So it's just been kind of a, I've been giving the run around a little bit with these re- test results. But you know what? I'm just enjoying the, what I'll, all I can do because there's just, there's rules in place, and I, you know, you know, obviously, if I do have it, I don't want to get anybody else sick, so I have to stay quarantined away from everybody until I get those two negative tests in a row. About to go in uh, to the field in just a few minutes here, and and try to get that second test um, good. So. We're going to find out, but all I can do is stay ready and stay. I'm lifting every day still, and I'm, I'm making sure my body's in shape and running. I mean, you know, if I'd have tried to do this in January, I'd have to call in and be like, listen, I need a couple of weeks, man. Like, I give me, like, I'm zapped, you know, but I've had uh, probably more, probably more appetite than I've had all year. Um, but I, I didn't get to see my family mm. except for about six hours for four straight weeks. Right. We got in. Uh, they got in on a on a Sunday night, the slap before this last road trip, and I hadn't seen them in three weeks. I saw them for six hours, and then we turned around and left uh, that very next morning to go out of town. So this time for me, I'm just enjoying. You know what? All I can do is make the most of it. So I'm staying ready. I'm enjoying this time with my family. Um, it's beautiful weather. You know, spent all day yesterday out in the yard playing and and. Uh, and my son wants to play baseball all day long. So, I mean, you know, what what else can you do besides make the most of a bad situation? Hey, Adam, how do the protocols in baseball work right now? And, for example, in football, Aaron Rodgers tested positive and didn't have to get tested for six months. I think it was that way with the NHL with Ryan O'Reilly, too. So uh, how are you going about and do you have to get tested? What's happening there? Yeah, I got tested because I was a contact tracer with somebody who did test positive um, earlier but I think I, you know, I I think if I'd a, 
Um, I don't know. I might have just I might have just missed it by a couple of days. I tested positive in, in January. January twenty fourth is when I tested positive, and I think there's a three month rule in baseball. Okay. Where if you you test within three months, if you tested positive, then you're you're exempt from contact tracing um, tests. And uh, I wish I would have pushed that envelope a little bit harder, but um, you know I just didn't think I had it. You know they 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 swabbed me just to make sure. Just so, but at the end of the day, I mean. You know, because it does affect everybody differently, you don't want to get everybody sick. So I I understand it. I, I think that, I mean, you know, you hate to say it, but I think probably COVID is going to be in our lives the rest of our lives. I mean, you know, there's going to be some strain of COVID floating around probably for the rest of our lives. And uh, eventually what we're going to have to do, I think, I'm no expert, but what I think we're going to have to do is just treat symptoms. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if if nobody's feeling anything, then um, they don't need to go get tested. And if they got, you know, some symptoms, then they do. I mean, you know, these strands, seemingly, too, these these strands are not as bad as the ones um, that were originally out there. That's just what I'm hearing from, you know, the scientists out there. But like I said, I'm not an expert, and I'm definitely not trying to get um, anybody inflamed out there that has had different uh, experiences with this because I know it affects everybody differently. Well, Adam, I think our big takeaway is just that you're feeling good. We're happy to hear that. Adam Wainwright joining yeah. us on 101 ESPN. And Adam joins us every Wednesday. And Wednesdays with Wayno is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. And Adam, during this downtime, maybe you need to take advantage of eating some Chick-fil-A. I know Sunjoy is your fa- your favorite. And with the weather heating up, it feels like a good time to have a nice cold Sunjoy. Yeah. I mean, and just so everybody knows out there, Sunjoy is an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and, uh, it is a delicious snack. I mean, you know, Chick Fil A is obviously delicious in itself, but you get the Sun Joy to go with. It's great driving material too. You know, you mm-hmm. got you got a long drive. Get you a nice Arnold Palmer Sun Joy in there, but make sure you get it with the sweet tea. Now, come on, you got to get it with the sweet tea, and uh, that'll that'll make you drive a little bit better. And what's your ratio, Wayno, when it comes to the Arnold Palmer Sun Joy? Do you think it's fifty fifty iced tea? lemonade or do you like it a little differently some people like a little more lemonade because they like it sweeter i like a little more tea actually oh, um nice. i go probably probably 60 40 tea to tea to lemonade or 70 30 tea to lemonade so, I mean, if i had to pick one drink in my life you know that 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 would be just as good for me as water if i could drink it it would be sweet tea <laughs> you know i mean that's just i had an australian teammate named uh Michael Forbes when I was in the minor leagues and and, and uh, the guy loved beer more than anything. I'd be like, <laughs> you had to drink one thing and it would make you not thirsty and it would do everything that water does and needs to do. But you just love the taste of it so much. And he's like, beer, no doubt, beer. You know, and and he goes, what's what about you? And I go, dude, sweet tea, man, every day of the week, no problem, no doubt. <laughs> hey, Adam, there's a couple of great events coming up with Big League Impact. We're excited about being involved on June 3rd at Patios with the Big League Impact Trivia Night, second annual. You guys will play in Chicago that afternoon and then join us virtually, and we want people to get out to Patios. Michelle and I and BT will be there, and I, I'm really excited about seeing how everybody else does. I I can't participate in, in trivia against people, so so I, I just want to be there to help out. But I think there's a chance, Adam, that for one of the sports rounds, my services may be auctioned off to a particular team. Well, and you have you have an incredible amount of, of knowledge of sports 
trivia and that. I mean, that's everybody knows that in the world. Everybody knows that you're like, you know, you're like the Jeopardy king of sports trivia, from what <laughs> I've heard and understand. So that'll be a good thing to auction off. People that are going there, June third, we'd love to uh, have your participation. We still have a bunch of tables to sell um, that uh, are going to go towards helping our great mission of Big League Impact. Um, it's going to be a great night. Also, June twelfth um, is our Top Golf event, and you can go to play Top Golf with me and my teammates. We're going to be there in person, playing with y'all out there in Chesterfield, and uh, it's going to be an incredible day. I can't wait to see everybody there. I can't wait to see everybody at at uh, at um, the trivia night either. Though, I mean that that's I don't think anything we can do fun together like that and just get together and raise money for a charity and, and, and help a lot of people that we're going to help. That's a really cool thing. It really is. And folks can get involved by just going to bigleagueimpact.org, click on that events tab, and you can sign up for the trivia night or participate in swinging for impact, like Adam said, June 12th over at Top Golf in Chesterfield, and that'll be a great event too. Hey, we're glad you're feeling well. Can't wait to see you back on the mound. We always like talking to you. Thanks so much, and have a great day. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. You bet. See you later. That is our friend Adam Wainwright on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.